Welcome to the Dementia Researcher podcast, brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk, a network for early career researchers. Hello, my name's Adam Smith. Welcome to the third of our podcast recordings for the NIHR Dementia Researcher website, on location from the Alzheimer's Association International Conference in Chicago. For those who are late to the party, this week we have been recording podcasts at the end of each day, reflecting on what we've discovered at the AIC that day and sharing with those early career researchers who haven't managed to make it out to Chicago. Uh, today's panel, um, I, I know a couple of you are iStart volunteers as well as early career researchers, so I'm pleased to welcome uh, Yolanda O'Heen. Ohini, right, sorry, Orlando Ohini from University College London. We've got Oz Ismail from UCL as well, and Isabel Castano from University of Exeter. I did get your name right. Well, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> this has been my challenge every day this has come up, and I failed miserably yesterday. And Isabel, you're at, you're at uh, Exeter, not at UCL, because I work at UCL as well, you see, so we're, we're, uh, you're a bit outnumbered today. Oh, apparently I am, yes. Have you thought about moving to UCL? It's quite a cool place. I mean, it's the place to be. <laughs> I think you just should. It's, it's at London. It's in London. I know. So it's really hard because London is such an amazing city, and I know so, so many amazing uh, researchers at UCL. But currently, I'm really happy in Exeter. You, well, you've also got the beach, and to be fair, I've, I've seen so many people. Exeter's, it's where, Exeter's where it's at. Exeter's, well, there's a lot of stuff going on at Exeter Medical I wouldn't, School. I wouldn't say I'm excited about the beach. I am excited about the science happening in Exeter. That's why I'm happy oh, in Exeter. I don't think work, anyone's work, work, right? <laughs> and no one's excited about a beach in the UK. Exactly. <laughs> that's fair. Exactly. Yeah. You can surf. You can surf near Exeter. Oh, okay. you know, I worked with a colleague who's just, just come back. He had a whole surfing week-long course. I don't think he can surf at the end of it. <laughs> he had one. Piers, that's you if you're listening. Um, okay, so um, actually, do you know, before we get into this, why don't we find out a little bit more about our panellists. Yolanda, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, my name's Yolanda, and I'm a PhD student as you, at UCL, as you know, and I work at the Centre for Advanced Biomedical Imaging, so my PhD focuses on uh, a developing a new technique to look at... Um, the brain and specifically how water moves in the brain and so this um, could be one of the clearance mechanisms that help um, to get rid of those waste products that um, that everyone produces but unfortunately there's more of them in uh, Alzheimer's uh, patients than, um, than the healthy brain so I'm just lo looking at new techniques to um, investigate those mechanisms. That's cool. That's the, I can imagine a, a, a kind of a cartoon on that about the brain being flushed out. That's that, <laughs> you're going to be able to explain your research so simply to, to, to people with dementia in the future, flushing it out. That's perfect. Yeah, I like to think about it as like um, a water park um, and um, ha like how the water moves in, in a water park and maybe those, those things that you don't want to be, that you find in the swimming pool that you don't <laughs> want to be there. <laughs> so I'm looking at that from like um, using MRI. That's cool. That's going to be... Uh, yeah, I like that. How about you, Oz? Um, hi, I'm Oz. I'm also a student at UCL. I work in the same lab as Yolanda, in the same group as Yolanda. Um, so I also look at a similar area of research. We're looking at how, basically how the brain cleans itself. So I study this system called the glymphatic system. 
and I don't do as clever physics as Yolanda because I'm not that clever. <laughs> uh, I'm more of a biologist, so I, uh, for me, MRI is a tool to image <coughs> the glymphatic system in the brain, and um, I do a bit of that, a bit of histology, uh, just to try and understand uh, what role the glymphatic system has in clearing out amyloid and tau from the brain. So you're so. playing in the same water park. We're playing in yeah, the same we're water very park. Very much playing in the same yeah. water park. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's me. And also, uh, it's great to be at AIC because uh, a couple of years ago I was a volu- I was an iStart student volunteer in Toronto, and then last year I was the lead volunteer in London. Um, so yeah, it's just great to just keep coming back to this conference. Your hometown. Thanks, Os. Uh, Isabel. Yeah, so my name is Isabel Castanho, that's with the Portuguese accent. I'm a third-year PhD student at the University of Exeter, uh, working with Professor Jonathan Mill and Professor Katie Lennon. Uh, So in our group, we are highly interested in uh, changes in gene gene regulation, including uh, epigenetic changes, so uh, things like DNA methylation, histone modifications. And uh, in my uh, research specifically, I'm interested in understanding changes that happen in gene regulation in Alzheimer's disease, but due to the progression of the disease. That's that's over my head. I'm not that technical, but that sounds fascinating. Have you, have you managed? And you've presented as well. I think while you've been here, you've had a have you had a poster? A poster, today? yes. I had a poster today, uh, where I brought part of the story. Uh, I, I think I tried to put a lot in my poster. <laughs> I wanted to show the world everything I've been doing. Uh, but so today, pre- I presented um, changes I'm seeing in gene expression due to the progression of. Um, amyloid and tau pathology. And uh, I hope I shared my excitement with everyone. Um, and I got really good feedback, so that was great, yes. And, and because you're also an iStart volunteer, do, do you still get time to, to go <laughs> stand by your poster? Yeah, so today was very challenging. Like Oz, I was an iStart volunteer last year. And every year they uh, bring someone back. And like Oz was last year, he was an amazing lead volunteer. So it's been Thank hard. <laughs> it's been hard to keep You're up. You're doing a great job. Uh, but I am the lead volunteer this year. So the United Kingdom is very well represented, um, apparently. Um, and it has been, uh, it's, it is a great opportunity, but today especially focusing or trying to balance between helping uh, the association and um, promoting my own work was very challenging, but the day's almost done. So yeah, so yeah. far so good. <laughs> it is. And Yolanda, you've, you've, you've done, did you have an oral? Um... Yeah, so I presented at the um, pre-conference, the Alzheimer's in- Imaging Consortium, which is uh, just before the main conference. And so that's the day where, um, which focuses on all of the different imaging techniques. Um, so that was really interesting um, to see all of the developments um, in the many imaging techniques that can be used to uh, investigate Alzheimer's disease. And we're not embarrassing you by saying that you won a you won a prize. Uh, yeah, I did win a prize. Um, and this is your first Alzheimer's conference as well. Yeah, so it's the first um, AAIC that I've been to, um, and I was really honoured to get the best oral presentation of the of the day. Um, and I'm I was quite surprised because the work that I'm doing is. Um, 
quite new and um, a bit removed from um, the usual sort of like amyloid pet or tau pet that people are presenting. So it's really nice that it was the work's been appreciated by um, people in the community. That's what, so, so did they have like a vote? Did, was there, there, how did they decide? I think she knocked it out of the park with just her talk. <laughs> everybody was stunned in the room when you, like everybody was paying attention when you gave that talk. And I think it's just Yolanda's just such a great presenter and you she's knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, I am. And, and you got a certificate. Yeah, they gave me a certificate, so that can go on our wall of fame the cabbie wall in Cabby. <laughs> and that, and that you, that you put that on your CV as well, of course. Too. Yeah, which is, which is really great. Um, so, no, I was really shocked to, to receive the award. But That's cool. Congratulations. Thank <laughs> you. That sounds really interesting. I wish I'd been there. I went to the technology in Dementia Day, um, which sounds less exciting. Um, Oz, you've been presenting, and you've still got another presentation tomorrow as well. You've got yeah, course. so uh, I uh, presented at the imaging conference. I presented uh, a poster, uh, which I then also presented at the main conference. So that poster was uh, showcasing some of my recent work where I imaged an amyloid mouse model and tried to image glymphatics in the J20 amyloid mouse model. And the aim of that was to try and understand uh, by looking at a very early time point if uh, glymphatic clearance is impaired before the onset of amyloid pathology. And from my work, what I found was that that wasn't the case. Um, and comparing it to other work that people have done using a very late stage amyloid mouse, uh, they've found glymphatic impairment in their mice, so it suggests that it's actually the accumulation of amyloid that is causing this impairment, perhaps. So we need to kind of look into that a bit more. So that was my uh, the poster that I presented a couple of days ago, and then tomorrow uh, I'm presenting a poster on behalf of my colleague uh, Ian Harrison, who couldn't be here unfortunately because he's just had a baby. Um, what well, he, he had a baby? He he had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's defied biology to have. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. so Ian's uh, you know a bit busy. So uh, his work, which I did... Breastfeeding. <laughs> the usual stuff. Um, so he, with his uh, post, so it's, it's, it's also a study that we did together. Uh, Ian and I, uh, we investigated the role of this water channel called Acroporin 4, which Yolanda works on as well. Um, and Acroporin 4 uh, basically moves water, water around the brain. And so it has a very uh, key role to play in glymphatics because glymphatics is movement of fluid around the brain. And uh, we blocked acroporin-4 in uh, the mouse brain using uh, a pharmacological agent um, to see if we can then stop glymphatics in the mouse brain, and we were able to do that. So that's the data I'm going to share tomorrow at the main conference during the post-session. That sounds cool. And that sounds like a type of satellite or a rocket or something, the Acropion 4. Acropion 4, yeah, we're all over that in our group um, because it seems to have, it seems to play a key role in uh, clearing out waste from the brain. Mm. So, um, <laughs> But what's interesting is at my poster, um, when I, uh, so, because so, glymphatics and, you know, CSF, cerebral spinal fluid, interstitial fluid exchange within the brain is a growing new area of research. Uh, but that also means there's a lot of, it's quite controversial. There are some people who uh, have different opinions on how things move around in the brain. There's some people who don't believe it. Uh, there's, there's, you know, the, most of the feedback I got at my poster was broadly positive, but there was also some people who didn't necessarily believe that Acroporin 4, this water channel, had a real role, even though they, they believed in glymphatics, but they weren't sure if 
this water channel was actually even involved in it. So it would be interesting. It's going to be interesting tomorrow presenting this poster where I've blocked this channel and showed that I can stop the inflow of you know fluid so this, into the this brain. This is like going to prove like climate change deniers are. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't people. go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to like piss anyone off. By that. But um, no, I think it's 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 a very interesting field of research to be in at the moment. I think and. Um, at the AIC itself, last year they introduced a session, uh, so every year they have a, a specific slot called Emerging Concepts, and last year the Emerging Concepts, one of the sessions was cerebrospinal fluid clearance in the brain, and that was really well received. So this year they had a, a, a focus session on that, so it's kind of almost promoted itself within the meeting. So it's really nice to see that people are starting to pay attention to this field of research. And if it was nonsense, you wouldn't have even been allowed to present it, right? Because they don't I let nonsense stuff be here. Um, as far as I'm aware, they <laughs> everything is very solid. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help but get that in there. Um, thanks, Oz. I've had a poster as well. I'm suddenly going to sound far less scientific than you because my, my poster was on how um, we view... So I, I work in a team that created Joint Dementia Research, which is a UK-wide initiative to enable the public to get involved in research. And um, we tried out a new way of using this last year to recruit to a particular pharma trial where we centrally recruited using this service rather than sites using it themselves and prove that the system itself could potentially recruit three times as many people as it is doing if only it was used in a slightly smarter way. So that was my presentation today. Um, so if you want to know more about my presentation, I'm on Twitter and I'm always happy to, my post, I'm always happy to talk about that. I'm at Better Research on Twitter. How about you, Yolanda? I'm um, kind of, I'm on Twitter too, but I'm a bit of a Twitterphobe, but you can contact me on there. It's at y underscore ohini, or also um, our lab, Cabby, has a Twitter account as well. So, um, yeah, do get, get in touch. If you want to know more about if, water parks. Yes, exactly. Water, water parks, parks in the brain. That's what we're going to call <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. That's good. That's, yeah. that's the title of next year's poster. What about you, Oz? You're on Twitter as well. I am. I do have a Twitter presence. Um, but then uh, that's also because uh, it's not just uh, science. It's not just science communication. I also do a bit of uh, sort of comedy on the side. It's just a bit are of a you, hobby. So this is where you're worried that people are going to go looking for you and find things. I mean, that they there isn't sort of that much to find. They just need to come to my show. But I, uh, yeah, so I do tweet about science and about all sorts of things. I'm on at uh, OZY underscore ISMAIL. That's at Aussie Ismail. That's cool. And I can totally see a pint of science presentation that uses the water park analogy next. That's yeah, actually, we do do quite a lot of SciComm in um, the lab in Cabby, um, but haven't ever dabbled in pint of science, so maybe that might be next on the. They've just had them, haven't they? Well, the well I was in, in Sydney when they did them, but I think they happen at the same yeah, time across the world, don't they? Cool. And Isabel, not, last but not least, you're on social media as well, and you're happy to talk about your work too, I hope. Uh, yes, I, I do go in waves on Twitter, so sometimes you... Are we sticking with, with water here? The water, yeah. water. That is the theme <laughs> of this podcast today. Do you today. want to come to our lab? Yeah. Uh, and you, yeah, on sci science communication, uh, well, Oz won't be able to do that, but uh, at least you, Yolanda, you should do soapbox science. 
So you were doing that here in Chicago, weren't you? Yes. So I I came, I arrived on Thursday, so on uh, Saturday, I could help on the first Soapbox Science event in the United States, in Chicago. And this was actually organized by a previous speaker uh, in Exeter. So she's, she's from uh, the US, but she was a speaker last year uh, in Exeter. I was a speaker two years ago, and now I'm one of the organizers in, in Exeter. Going back to Twitter, um, I do have a presence on Twitter. Um, I am at uh, Isabel as CST, uh, but like I said, I do go in waves, so sometimes I spend weeks without tweeting anything. And then all of a sudden, there's a lot of papers, and especially if there's a conference, I will tweet a lot about it. Well, that's right. well as long as people can reach you there, it's, I suppose oh, it's yes, just... Oh, yes, definitely. That's, that's fantastic. Well, so that's... I don't know, we've, we've spent a lot of time getting to know each other. <laughs> I feel like maybe we should talk a little bit about what's been going on today, other than your own presentations as well. So today was the third day, and I've spoken to a lot of people today who thought that this was the best day. Um, although... Um, uh, I think you'd say the same if you've been following social media. I know Henry Brodity did a presentation this morning, which I know some of you didn't manage to make it to, to but I, I'd suggest anybody uh, who's interested in what he had to say, follow it on social media, because I swear every single thing that came out of his mouth was tweetable. Everybody, he's just quoted so much using that hashtag AIC18 this, this morning. So uh, why don't we just go around and just... Just have a chat about what you've seen in the last couple of days, what you liked. Um, Isabel, would you like to go first? Yeah, so today I woke up really excited, nervous, because I had my poster as well, uh, but really excited about the first uh, session which I went to, uh, which was on omics genetics. And funny thing is uh, I woke up uh, this morning thinking about an example that was um, uh, given by someone in a previous AIC about uh, all these scientists, blindfolded scientists, trying to uh, find or understand an elephant um, when, yeah, it's an elephant and we should be looking at the bigger picture. And then here I am in the session, uh, and one of the presenters, uh, Bruca Darst from the University of Wisconsin, has this beautiful cartoon in one of her slides, which shows exactly that. <laughs> all the blindfolded scientists trying to understand the elephant to make the point that we should be all trying to um, put effort together to see uh, the elephant as a whole. So that was an excellent uh, session uh, with excellent talks and research, and I was so happy to see so many scientists uh, trying to put different levels of knowledge together, um, uh, so using complicated statistics, uh, network analysis, systems biology. And uh, also going back to what uh, Professor Julie Williams said yesterday uh, from Cardiff University, that I completely agree, it's not enough, it was never enough, but especially now, it's not enough to look at uh, only one thing. We should all be holding hands and trying to uh, look at the problem as a whole. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm really happy and excited to see more and more scientists collaborating and asking this complex question at so many different layers and levels. So yes, so for me, between that session yesterday and today, that was definitely um, well, the best two half days <laughs> since I'm here. No, I, I think we did touch on that yesterday, and I think we've talked about this before. We've had podcasts on this. It comes out as a theme throughout again. And do you know what? Every podcast we've done so far this week's talked about the importance of collaborations between mm -hmm. 
um, people working in areas that we wouldn't traditionally have necessarily thought of as colleagues. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, being um, the first time at this meeting, it's, I think it's really exciting to see research from a different angle because before I've been to um, MRI conferences, um, but coming here to um, the Alzheimer's Association, um, it's really nice to see that there's so many angles that you can actually um, approach this, the topic from. And the quote I heard today was, everything touches everything. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, while I'm talking, I realised I skipped before because one of the main um, plenary sessions today was microbiome and the brain, and I know you managed to make it to Yeah, that. I was really um, interested by this topic. N not that I have uh, do so much research in this area, but I thought it was really interesting, the, the link between the microbiome and the brain. And so there's been lots of research which shows that you know, there's... Uh, comorbidity between um, uh, gastrointestine uh, disorders and uh, like the central nervous system um, and it, I thought because I'm looking at how water passes into the brain um, here they were talking about how uh, the microbiota can pass like through the the cell walls and the tox like the toxicity that this um, that there is here and um, how changes in the microbiota, um, you can see correlations in, in disease. So the, they were looking both at Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease. So I, th I suppose it's really important, like um, what goes in our body and how that affects, how that affects our brain as well. Did you manage to? Did you make a note on who did that talk? I yeah, there was. A, there were actually four four um, pr uh, scientists. So it started with um, uh, Jack, Dr. Jack Gilbert from um, from Chicago, and then it moved on to uh, Dr. Kathleen Shannon, um, and then uh, another professor from uh, Chicago called Sangram Sisodia, and then finishing with. Uh, Giovanni Frissoni, I think. You did so well at the first pronunciation. I mean, I might have got them all completely wrong, but <laughs> give it a go. So, yeah, all of their talks were really, um, really interesting to see that uh, crossover. So, that, I know I put you on the spot there, but was there, I mean, have you picked up on a few things that you wanted to, that have, that have interested you in your... Um, well, I mean, sometimes I question my diet <laughs> in general. But yesterday so, we were talking about TV. That was bad. Yesterday's was fizzy drinks and TV yesterday, wasn't it? The infection is your second brain. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that is really important. Um, I thought what was quite interesting was actually the they were talking about that there's different groups of people and the um, preposition they have to get different uh, diseases be because of their diet. And so that was interesting. Unfortunately, they said that um, um, the American diet um, is that, that um, there's studies that actually there's no protective effect on getting obese. So, and whereas in, I think, an African diet that they, they had seen that some pe a cohort of people do have a protective effect, even um, comp like depending on what they eat. So that, I thought that was really interesting. Well, and every time, every share these podcasts, we've been trying to pick on something that might be of interest to the public, and it sounds like that's another one that would have, you know, reinforces that view again that we are what we eat, and diet can have such a big impact. Yeah. Um, so. Um, 
Isabel, come back to you. Did you mention everything there that you that had caught your eye this week? Did I miss anything? Was there any uh, today rather? Was there anything else that you'd wanted to add? I realised I jumped from you and I wandered across to to Yolanda. I didn't mean if I to cut you off. Uh, no. Well, the other thing, more more in general, uh, about the conference, I would say, and why I find it so. It's my third time I come to the AIC and it's so massive and overwhelming. I remember the first year I went, I was not a volunteer and I, com I felt completely lost because there's so much going on here. But now over the years, I remember um, uh, Professor Katie Lannan mentioning how, this, how good this conference was for networking and back then I didn't realize that because again, I felt so lost. And now as a, the third time I come here, um, it is, so that's maybe more general, not so science-y. Uh, but it is a great conference to um, network, to meet other people, and also um, there are there are a lot of opportunities to meet big people in the field. Where we, uh, I mean, uh, Oz and I, <laughs> before coming here, was just just had an amazing conversation with Sue Griffin, mm -hmm. with Dr. Sue Griffin, uh, which you know was an honor. But um, we do have these opportunities to network with with people that we look. Um, up no, to. That's a good point. I mean, and that's actually one of the main aims of the Dementia Researcher website was to try and kind of connect people more. So everybody who uh, contributes to the website through the bio, uh, through the podcasts and through our blogs all has a bio on there with some information about their research area, what interests them, and there's usually a, uh, their Twitter feed if they're on Twitter, and then you can add comments and post messages to them as well. So, I mean, hopefully we will encourage networking through that as well. But I, I agree, which we also have the Ask the Expert section, yeah. where we bring more senior kind of people to all take questions on particular things. So it's not mentoring, because clearly we're not going to mentor through a website, but it's the whole idea is, is to try and connect people with more more senior people to inspire their careers and to help them in any way they can. And do you know what, I've had that so many times today, is that the senior people are so approachable, you definitely shouldn't be afraid to just go chat to people, mostly, I'm sure, and there might be the odd exception. Uh, Oz, uh, coming back to you, so what, what have you seen? I know you've seen, you've had a chance this year for once to actually get round and go see all the, the talks. Yeah, what? so it's interesting. So this year I have been, you know, coming as a, a regular delegate again, I've been able to immerse myself fully into a lot of the talks. I mean, I could go on and on about the stuff that I've seen, but I think specifically like to the highlights for me today, I would echo what Isabel just said, uh, firstly about this conference. Like when I first came here a few years ago, it was overwhelming, but then I realized that there was this, uh, there was this feeling of nurturing when you're a student and especially through schemes like um, the volunteer program, but also the other things that this conference does. For example, they, uh, today I got the opportunity to meet Harry Johns, who's the CEO of the association, because he came to chat to the people in the student and postdoc lounge. So that's specifically a space that the association have created for early career researchers to, first of all, to network or to chill out or to do some work quietly, and then they bring experts into that room. So it was great to, um, to hear from um, Harry Johns, who's the CEO of the association, who, uh, you know, it was very, it's quite inspiring to hear from these people to say, you know, they're, they're not going to stop until we, the researchers, you know, they're going to do everything they can to support us to find the cure that, that we all need. Um, the other opportunity, uh, so Isabel and I just went to uh, a session called Ask, where we met uh, Maria Carrillo, and she, you know, she again, to be able to meet the people behind the association, running the association, coming and talking to us, 
it's, it's unusual, I think. I've not been to any other conference where you can just go and ask them a question or there's a platform to ask them any question we want to ask them. And it was very inspiring to hear her trajectory into, into dementia science and um, the challenges that she faced. Um, in terms of the science, uh, uh, William Clunk, so he was the guy who uh, 18 years ago was involved in the team that uh, discovered Pittsburgh compound B, so that was the first PET imaging compound, and he gave a nice talk about the history of PET imaging, um, and in fact, uh, he said that it was exactly uh, 2002 today when they first presented the first PET uh, images from the Pittsburgh compound B that they did, and uh, it's just crazy to think, like 2002, sounds like a long time ago, but also, it's like 80, was it 80, no, 16-ish years ago, right? And between now and then, the amount of stuff that has changed, on one hand, we know so much more about the disease, but on the other hand, I think the session was posing this question about whether pet imaging is forever going to be a research tool. Um, and he said it probably is, it's still a very strong research tool, but until we find that compound that is going to make a difference, at that point, it would then become more than a research tool. Uh, but again, it was just nice to see these, you know, the greats of Alzheimer's research yeah. talking about it. And uh, like, like Isabel said, they're very approachable. Um, and I think the conference creates that atmosphere where you can approach them and gives us, you know, because we feel intimidated by these people, but it gives us the opportunity in these small environments to go and talk to them and ask them any question we want. So those have uh, really been the highlights uh, for me today. Thanks, Os. I, I know I was talking to a, a, an older person today I, and who was making the comment how many young people that there are in the last couple of years that they've noticed that everybody's a young person. And I know, I mean, I, my, this is my fifth year coming, and I can see that myself, actually. You can see there are a lot of, you know, kind of more senior, older neurologists and neuroscientists a few years ago, and now it's, it's changing. I think we're seeing so many. There's been an explosion of early career researchers in the last few years driven by this fantastic funding that's come through charities uh, like the Alzheimer's Association and back in the UK of course Alzheimer's Society, Alzheimer's Research UK and, and I have to get the plug in because they fund me, the National Institute for Health Research and the government fundings made such a, a massive difference. Yolanda was there one, was there anything else before we move on? That I, th I think that one of the interesting session that I um, that I went to was um, the link between sleep, so the circadian rhythms and um, and Alzheimer's disease. And I'm kind of interested in the blood-brain barrier or blood-brain permeability and the links that it has to um, the disruption. There, I was like, oh, this is cool. Need to get some more sleep. <laughs> I think the sleep angle is, is definitely, I'm hearing more and more about it every year I come to this conference. It's, you, know, you, you hear more people talking about it, in, about their research. Um, and I was in that session as well, so there was, uh, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, the guy presented the stuff on this gene called BMAL1, which is a gene uh, that is uh, linked to modulating circadian rhythms, so very important in sleep. And uh, they showed this knockout of BMAL1, a knockout mouse, which um, then showed increase in amyloid beta deposition. So I thought that was, you know, really interesting because I hadn't, I didn't know uh, about that side of sleep research at all. Um, there another stuff I've, I've seen. There's research. There's quite a, a focus on circadian rhythms at Oxford. Um, I don't. That was it. Wasn't Oxford who was presenting today? It was from a couple of days ago. I can't remember the the presenter's name. Yeah. No. I, um 
Yolanda's got a big book full of copious notes in front of her. Yolanda's like replicated the program. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) my notebook, which, you know, they've got drawings and everything in here. Um, Eric Musiak was a a circadian rhythms, yeah. Check him out. Wait, Google him, or Google Oxford and circadian rhythms, because I'm sure I know I know that they've had research going on there. So we're kind of running out of time, but before I'm going to take advantage of this, I know um, both Isabel and Oz, you've talked about your experience as I start volunteer. So while I've got you, I'd really like to just pin you down a little bit more to tell um, people what it's like and what do you. So what do you really do as a volunteer? You can both jump in. Um, no, no particular person that's question. So, how what's what's it like? Uh, well, it, oh, sorry, go ahead, carry on. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're both going to just like say the same words together because yeah. Isabel and I are the same person. <laughs> I'm Oz 2.0. Yeah. I've been Isabel this. has been called Oz 2.0, which is <laughs> which is really funny. Um, so, Isabel and I can both tell you about it. It's it's first of all, it, it's you're the eyes and the ears of the conference because um, so the uh, there's. The association have this group called iStart, which is a professional membership uh, group that you can join. Uh, and as part of this, the students that, who are part of iStart uh, are offered the opportunity to apply to this scheme. Every year they invite students from all over the world to apply. Uh, you write a short, a short essay, right? Yeah, um, pretty much yeah. Uh, justifying um, why... Justifying why you, you, you would, would like make a good it, volunteer. Yeah. Um, and they go through loads of these applications and they select uh, anything, I think every year they select more and more, so yeah. anything between 12 and 16 students across the world are offered uh, these spaces. And you ex- uh, the expectation is that you just keep an eye on the sessions, uh, there's some paperwork that you have to do to make sure that you know the chairs uh, sign off on the sessions, the sessions are into time. Uh, if there's any technical problems, uh, Isabel can tell you about some of the dramas that happened in London oh, last yes. year, uh, where rooms got plunged into darkness. Yes. <laughs> um, and you, you just have to make sure that you can relay that information back uh, to HQ. Um, so that Do you get a walkie-talkie? You get a walkie-talkie, you Whoa. walk around like And if bouncers. you're the student lead, we get, you get a walkie-talkie for the whole day, every session you go, you always have the walkie-talkie. And yeah. a purple, you can be, sat, you can be found in the pur- purple beautiful t-shirts. purple t-shirts. Yes. You get five yeah. purple t-shirts each year, so... <laughs> oh, so um, you don't you get to change. That, that's yeah. quite... Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have thought of that. I think yeah. you get one t-shirt, t-shirt yeah. Yeah. you make that last. And um, also, I think you get to work with a great group of people and you make some really good friends. Like, uh, I met Isabel last year and we've been great friends since then. I met some people the year before in Toronto and I've been hands down like I, I talk to them regularly even though they're in a different country like because we all un- we understand each other because we're in the same level in our PhD trajectory yeah that was the best part actually and uh, I felt I joined the network of uh, volunteers so uh, it's interesting how um, I instantly connected with some of the previous volunteers through Oz um, and the thing I remember saying last year was and it may sound a bit crazy but it was so nice to feel like discuss the challenges we all face and that we are we're all there we all suffer from imposter syndrome 
we all we all don't know exactly where or we don't feel prepared for the next steps um, and then like I said uh, there's the friendship part for mm -hmm. some reason like we connect instantly the other thing as well that is great so it's great to network with the other volunteers but it's also the opportunity to network with the presenters so with chairs so that's part of the role as well um, besides keeping an eye on things uh, we usually have uh, one of two roles so we either go and meet the chairs make sure everything's all right if they run into problems uh, we make the connection to the Alzheimer's Association um, and then the other role is to well help people you know sometimes they have some trouble finding a seat or um, so you you get all these opportunities to interact with both the other attendees and uh, chairs and presenters Fantastic. And, and you'd, I, I assume you'd recommend people. Oh, yes. I highly 100%. recommend it, especially for me, uh, the thing that I've loved, I've loved, I've loved so many things about the experience, but um, you get to also work with the people behind iStart. They're a great team. Inclu including you know, Grace. Big shout out to, to Grace <laughs> and to Megan and Nicole and Keith. They're all, you know, you, you make these connections. They're lifelong connections and they're great people to work for. You only work with, for them for a week. But they're such great people to work for, and they connect you to other people within the association. And so it's very rewarding, and they're wonderful people to work for. So hands down, I'd say apply for it. Fantastic. I completely agree. Thank you. And I guess there's information on their website for people to apply. When do you normally have to apply for the year, for the next so year? So usually they... February. Uh, they open they open applications around Christmas time ish, and I think the applications close around February Maybe. because then they make a decision quite quickly after that. But all the information is available on the website, and definitely definitely feel free to uh, I'm I'm sure Oz will say that as well. But a message, an email, or a message by Twitter if you want to learn more. Absolutely. More about it. And next year, of course, it's on the this conference is oh. on the West Coast, yeah. so it's in LA. And, and yeah. we should add that all the expen all your expenses are covered as well. Oh yes, so they cover the registration, registration, everything. So and five nights in a hotel, a nice hotel. Yes, <laughs> yes, you should, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can already, no, Yolanda's I'm already so Europe. I'm so, I had to just hang around the, the teas and coffees to try and meet people. <laughs> you, you sounds like you should But be then Yolanda next wins year. prizes and is so yeah. charming. She, she doesn't. She'll <laughs> just get a travel brand next year, right? No problem at all. Well, sadly, that's all we've got time for. I know that uh, everybody's keen to get away this evening. Um, have you all got fun plans? We should add, of course, that it's Oz's birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> birthday, Oz. Happy birthday. Should we sing him? No, let's no, not. No, let's not do that. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you, yeah. so you didn't even get a present. Uh, I mean, being at AIC, no, that's so cheesy. Um, <laughs> so every year I end, up, I end up here at AIC on my birthday, but to, to, this time it's special because it's my first time in Chicago, and uh, so a few, few of us, we're going to go on the architectural boat tour uh, this evening. This evening, yeah, cool. uh, And then uh, we're going to go out for dinner and maybe some drinks. So some drinks? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Will there be cake? Uh, I mean, I can order some cake. There might I? be cake. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell them it's his birthday, they might bring a drink out with a sparkler. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, what I expect it's America, so I expect them to be like sing and get on the tables. Like it's got to be crazy. Fantastic. <laughs> but we have had recommendations for this restaurant, and we've managed to nab him there. Nab a reservation. On yeah. Oz's birthday. So wow. So this is somewhere nice. The girl and the goat. Lots of people <laughs> are saying. The people are recommending goat. this restaurant. We're going to go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We'll let you yeah. know. As recommended by Dementia Research. Well, and also as recommended by, uh, by Grace. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Excellent. And Isabel, you're... 
the, I, I happen to know that the X team are all going out this evening, aren't they? Because yes. my colleague Piers has asked me if I'd join as well. So we're looking forward. So I, I think I better let everybody go before they, they've already given up too much of their time. So thank you all again. Don't forget to visit our website to check out profiles on all our panellists. You can also post questions in the comments section. And our panellists are also, I know, all happy to interact with you directly uh, if you want to follow them on Twitter. So please do subscribe to this podcast through iTunes and SoundCloud and you can mention it using the hashtag ECR Dementia. So thank you very much to listening. Uh, last day of podcast recording for us tomorrow, so please do come back tomorrow for our fourth and final uh, podcast from the AIC. Thank you very much. This was a podcast brought to you by Dementia Researcher. Everything you need in one place. Register today at dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk.